Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let the Right Film In. My name is KJ, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Like I mentioned in my last episode, if you happen to take a listen to it, and I think it was the post-Halloween recap episode, I mentioned at the end that I was going to be doing some international traveling, so I wasn't going to post probably for a little while. So it's been close to a month now, but I am back home. Uh, yeah, we went over to England for a little while, my wife and I uh, did some traveling around there. Had a really good time, and then when we came back, it was pretty much Thanksgiving here in the States, so, and had to go back to work and everything, so it's been a little busy a uh, couple weeks, so I haven't had a chance to record any podcasts or anything, which is okay, but I am back today, <laughs> and hopefully back for uh, the foreseeable future with a better with a better schedule, I guess you could say, of posting podcast episodes, but... So yeah, I just want to say a quick hello. If, like I said, if you are a listener from the States, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And yeah, today's episode is going to be a little bit different, as you could tell by the title. Today I'm going to be talking about Bones and All, the new film from Luca Guadagnino, uh, starring Timothy Chalamet. But I actually have not watched the movie yet, so... Yeah, it's a little bit different. I'm trying something new. I don't know how it'll turn out, but I wanted to kind of do like a pre-movie, pre-watch, I guess, talk a little bit. I don't know if that makes any sense. But yeah, just kind of talk about what I know about the film because I don't know much and what I'm expecting. And then, yeah, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to be leaving soon after I finish recording this little like intro. And then I'm going to do pretty much like a quick reaction right after I see the movie, right when I get back home or in my car. <laughs> and yeah, I'll just kind of talk about the movie, give my first uh, general initial reaction and probably talk some spoilers as well. So a little bit different, a little bit more raw, I guess you could say. But yeah, I'm kind of excited. Just want to try something new here. I actually, for the first time, just finished watching the trailer um, it was only about an hour, what's an hour? The <laughs> the trailer was only about um, one minute and like 30 seconds. So it was a quick, short trailer. And just from, yeah, just from the trailer, I'm getting some good old-fashioned kind of like gothic romance uh, vibes. It almost, it really, with the music, reminded me of True Detective Season 1. That show was very much like southern kind of gothic uh, vibes. I don't know. I gothic. I don't know if I'm using that correctly, but yeah, it, it's just giving me those type of vibes. Even though I think this movie takes place actually like in the Midwestern states. I think it was filmed in Ohio. I live in Ohio, but I believe it was filmed down south in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati area. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to watch this film. I've only watched a couple of Luca Guadagnino's other films. Of course, Call Me By Your Name. That's a non-horror film, but that was a huge hit when that came out a few years ago. And I really, really dug that film. That's like a summer uh, love romance film. That's when Timothy Chalamet kind of broke through and kind of became a big star after that movie. I believe he was even nominated for an Oscar in that movie. He was so good in that movie, but... That movie, if you've never watched it, yeah, it takes place in Italy, and it's just straight up, like I said, summer vibes. It's real, like, sweaty. <laughs> you can just, like, feel, like, see the sweat and everything in that movie, and you just get all the summer feels. Romance, just one summer away, uh, falling in love. It's a really, really good movie, but also emotional as well and deep, and yeah, I really dug that movie. That was the first time, like I said, I've ever watched a Luca Guadagnino film. 
And I think they're going to be doing possibly a sequel, but that might be hard to do now with Army Hammer, who's also was in their first one, him and his allegations and everything going on with him. So I don't know if they're going to be doing a second film anytime soon. It might be a little hard, if, or maybe they'll just recast. I'm not sure. But I also really loved, I think it's from 2018, his Suspiria remake, uh, somewhat, it's not a sequel, it's like a spiritual sequel, I think, or a spiritual reboot is what maybe he called it, and I really liked that film. It's a long film, but it takes place, uh, I think, post-World War II Germany, um, and yeah, if you know Suspiria, it's just like a different take on that film, of uh, the original film, it's... Yeah, I really like that film. I think it has, what's her name? Uh, Dakota Johnson's in that film. Uh, Mia Goth. Uh, Chloe, um, I forget, the girl from Kick-Ass. <laughs> she's, she's in that film a little bit. But, oh yeah, Tilda Swinton, she's in that movie too. But I really, really loved uh, Suspiria 2018. I actually think that might have made my top 10 list from that year when I did like a top 10, just my own <laughs> personal list. And there's some really good horror scenes in there as well. I feel like him, Luca, as a filmmaker, he just has like this certain style and like aesthetic that no one else really does. So even just seeing this trailer, I could tell it's going to look really good. It's going to be a different vibe, almost like a dreamlike alternate universe vibe, if that makes any sense. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to go into this film. I don't, I know it's from a book, I believe. I've never read the book. And I do know, and I don't think it's really a spoiler, but if, you know, whatever, uh, deals with cannibals. So yeah, that's all I'm kind of <laughs> expecting going into this film is like a love uh, romance cannibal film, maybe like a coming of age type story with Timothy Chalamet. And I think there is a new actress, Taylor Russell uh, is also the lead in this film. Mark Rylance is in the film. I saw he was in the trailer. And yeah, just them three, I think kind of all co-lead the film so yeah i don't know really what else to expect i don't know if it's going to be too if it's going to be really violent if it'll be scary by any means like i said from suspiria there was some really creepy disturbing horror in that film i remember the main i guess you could say horror scene is when that dancer when the witches are all like breaking her bones. Oh, that was in the trailer when that movie first came out or when they first started talking about it. And that's a really creepy, you can hear like the bones crunching <laughs> while she's like on the floor in pain. I thought that was a really good creepy horror scene. So we'll see what he does here, you know, with a take on cannibals. And like I mentioned, it kind of just has like this gothic vibe to it and just kind of seems it might be a little bit of a slow burner so i'm a little bit nervous there um i looked it up it's two hours and 10 minutes so yeah i'm hoping it doesn't drag by any means uh we'll just have to yeah i'll wait and see what happens um i heard about this film a little while ago and i know it premiered at the venice film festival in italy uh premiered there had like its big world premiere there and then the film actually even won the Golden Lion, which is for Best Director. So Luca won an award there at the Venice Film Festival for Best Director. So that's, yeah, really interesting, really cool. And I also think it was in the running for Best Film at that film festival. It did not win. But, yeah, it's been getting some good praise as well. And I know some other uh, recent, I think, like the Gotham Awards and the Indie Spirit Awards just kind of announced all their nominees. And I believe... Bones and All 
um, has some nominees in those, you know, different categories throughout those two, uh, yeah, little ceremonies. So it'd be cool. I don't know if it's going to be like an Oscar play by any means. It might, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Luca can get in there or maybe for like cinematography or score. Um, you never know what Timothy Chalamet, he's a pretty big star now. So just watching this trailer, he's got like almost like reddish, like highlights in his hair. It looks like so, and he's in the trailer too. You see him with, you know, blood on him. So I'm just assuming, yeah, he's going to be a cannibal in this film and maybe taking, or yeah, like I said, it's kind of a romance story. So this new character, I'm assuming played by Taylor Russell, don't know her name in the film, but seems like possibly her maybe kind of a coming age story of her dealing with being a cannibal and meeting up with timothy chalamet this is all speculation here and it seems like maybe them two strike a romance i don't know how mark rylance fits in the picture but maybe he's like an old cannibal showing them the ways but yeah i don't really know what else to expect i liked that the trailer was very vague it kind of just had like this creepy song like i said kind of playing throughout it and you just got some different shots and it kind of was all uh cut and edit really fast so you really couldn't like sit there with it and dissect it by any means or get spoiled so and like I said it's only a minute long minute and 30 minutes so with a two hour and 10 minute film yeah there's gonna be a lot there that was not in the trailer so again kind of starting to ramble now um, I don't know how I'm gonna do this quick transition <laughs> to post uh, after I watch the movie but yeah I'm getting ready to leave soon it's you know monday today it's a very rainy kind of cold day here in ohio northern ohio so it's a good day to go to the movies i haven't been to the movie theater in a little while now i think the last film i went and saw in the theaters was the batman which was a three-hour movie and that was in march i believe seems like it was like over i mean it seems like that was a long time ago at this point but yeah, I haven't been to the theater. I don't think I went to the theater at all during summer. So I'm hoping to start going back to the theaters. I'm hoping, yeah, with this new kind of like segment, the way I might do this podcast, maybe, you know, talk a little about the film before I go see it, go watch it, and then just kind of quickly record my thoughts right after. It might be kind of a new thing I do and kind of push me more to go to the theater because I do miss it. I like going to the theater, even alone. It doesn't bother me, <laughs> but I, you know, it's just something I enjoy doing, especially now, like I said, that's starting to get colder, dark here where I live. So it's a good time to go to the movie theaters and just relax and catch a, you know, watch a good film. But I think that's going to do it for this pre um, intro segment here. So yeah, I will be back very soon. And <laughs> I guess I don't know how, hopefully it's a smooth transition, but yeah, I'm going to go check out the film right now. I'm going to get in my car and go, and then I'll be back with my thoughts after the film. And I'll let you guys know whether I like it or not. I'll just give you my quick first initial reaction. Then we'll probably talk some spoilers and yeah, we'll see where, how it goes there. So I'll check you guys very soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, so I am back home from the theater, just finished watching Bones and All, and <laughs> right off the bat, I have to say, you know, this is my quick initial kind of reaction to the film. That's what I plan on doing for this podcast, but I will say right off the bat, kind of just like what my thoughts are now can totally change because this is definitely a film that you're going to want to sit and think about. There's a lot going on here. This is a beast of a film. Like I said early on before I went, two hours and ten minutes, but even though <laughs> I just feel like a lot happened in this film, and when I say that, it makes it sound like a lot of like action and stuff happened. No, 
because the film also does drag a lot. It's, I mean, it feels like the movie was like three hours long, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So that's what I mean, where I'm like, this is a beast of a film because it just kind of kept going and going and going. And I feel like <laughs> a lot did happen, but also uh, there was a lot of time in between certain events where I feel like it was just going on for a little too long. <laughs> so how's that for, I guess, my initial reaction? I will say... I'm kind of just on the I'd like to this film. I don't think I love it. I don't know if I really liked it. I might in a day or two after I think about it some more. Uh, there's a lot of emotions going on here. At times, I'm thinking this film is really beautiful. It's very thoughtful and uh, has a lot to say. But then I'm also thinking at times, I'm like, is this being a little um, too much? Is it also just maybe a little bit silly at times? And yeah, so I like there's just a lot of thoughts going on <laughs> right now after watching this film. I only live like less than 10 minutes from my local theater. But you know, I got I walked out of the theater and I got in my car and I drove home. I turned every I turned um my podcasts, uh, what I listened to off so I could like sit in silence to kind of just reflect on the film a little bit. And yeah, so like I mentioned, maybe if you are listening to this, maybe I'll wait to put my, I'll wait to like give my official, I guess, review or like uh, my score on Letterboxd maybe tomorrow or something like that in a few days <laughs> or so, just because I think I need to sit. But I want to give, like I said, kind of my first initial kind of reaction to the film. And um, yeah, like I said, I do like this film. I think there's a lot to really like slash love. And yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a Luca Guadagnino film, so he's going to make, you know, a good film. <laughs> he's not going to make a bad film, in my opinion. If you're just watching and just admiring uh, the filmmaking, it's really great. I love the way this film is shot. Um, it's, yeah, the aesthetic and everything with this film, but the way it's shot and, you know, there's times where it seems like there's a little bit like slow motion. <laughs> I know that sounds like uh, Marvel, like superhero um, way to describe a film, you know, slow action or slow motion, like a Michael Bay film too. But, and also the way like the camera will just like quickly cut, like super focused and like almost, I don't want to say zoom in on something, but if you watch his other films, especially like Suspiria, just the way the film's like cut and edited is very unique and different. And I really liked that. Definitely feels like an art house film. But if you're really wondering, you know, is this like a horror film? I would say this is all all the genres. It's horror, it's drama, it's a thriller, it's sometimes maybe a comedy at times. It's definitely romance. A lot of romance in this film. I think even more than what I was expecting, to be honest. Not that it's in a bad way. But yeah, it's kind of really like what I guess I kind of said before going into the film. I think it's going to be a cannibal love story. And that's really what it is. It's really heavy on the love story and coming of age. And yeah, about two cannibals. <laughs> Cannibal, cannibalism kind of in the background. I will so, yeah, I'll talk a little bit more and then we'll talk about a few different scenes, I guess, with some spoilers. But yeah, I'm feeling all the emotions with this film, which I guess is a huge praise because, you know, it's not just one thing. There are times where I was a little bit kind of grossed out slash, yeah, I was grossed out with some body horror, a lot of like drool and spit and um, 
a lot of like <laughs> boogers and snot, especially in one scene when our main lead, she's crying. And uh, yeah, you just see like her, her boogers are like yo-yoing in and out of her nose real long. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> just, I mean, I don't know what she <laughs> did to get into that state. But, and then at the, even at, towards the end, there's like a scene where our, um, Mike, <laughs> or, uh, Mark Rylance, his character is like drooling a little bit. And it's just like coming off his lip and it's real close up on his face and, it, right that stuff's even more gross to me than like blood and guts but also there's a lot of blood in the film but overall i don't know i don't think this film's like super disgusting which i think i saw some headlines before going into the film or a few days ago people saying this is like a really gross nasty film no i wouldn't say that i think there is some body horror like i mentioned there is some eating <laughs> uh there's cannibalism in the film but, you know, if you've watched some horror films, I don't think you're going to be by any means like super grossed out or disturbed. If you're, you know, if you're just into, I guess if you're just watching this for a romance story, you don't like horror, I could see you kind of being a little turned off. But there's not, there's not a ton of it in the film. But what they do show is pretty gross. <laughs> and I was cackling a little bit, probably more from like uh, nervousness when, you know, when you see a scene and you kind of don't know how to act because it's a little bit over the top and you're just kind of like nervous giggling or laughing. <laughs> That's kind of, that was me a little bit in the theater just to myself with a couple scenes where I was like, Oh wow, they're actually going for it with the cannibalism. But yeah, so I did, <laughs> but what I really did enjoy, I did like basically yeah, this love story. I thought it kind of came on a little bit fast. Um, when our main character meets, I already kind of forget her name to be honest, melon or uh, melon or something like that meets Lee that's Timothy Chalamet's character and I feel like they kind of just meet up at first and then they kind of just kind of go into like full-on romance where they're holding hands and talking about like running away and going off together and I was like oh okay that kind of happened quick unless there was something I missed or a piece of dialogue but yeah so yeah it is really just kind of like a road trip story of these two cannibals you know finding each other and deals a lot with loneliness and acceptance like it's got a lot of you know metaphors you know it's hitting all that right there but I think especially loneliness is what I got just in you know like I said my quick thoughts after the film especially with um Mark Rylance's character his name's Solly in the film and really yeah with him and he talks about a lot his character I wasn't expecting I didn't know what to expect with his character he's very creepy and awkward and unsettling not like in a not in like a menacing like scary way I mean he is but he's more like he almost seems like simple and deranged a little bit but he's pretty creepy <laughs> and inappropriate at times but I found his character really tragic and sad and older cannibal and he really, yeah, it's just lonely and doesn't have anybody. And when he meets our main character, uh, played by Taylor Russell, he really kind of just like attaches himself and like thinks he connects with her because they have this bond of, you know, being cannibals and eating people. But just because they have like that small, I guess, little thing in common doesn't mean, you know, they're going to be like best friends forever or anything like that, even though he's a lot older. But, and he's not being, you know, looking at her in that way, you know, like sexualized or anything. He just wants somebody to kind of hang out with, which I found very tragic and sad. <laughs> and again, to spoilers, what happens with him, but I just found, yeah, he's really good in the film. Like I said, he's really creepy. He's a little bit funny at times, but he's not in it a ton. He's really got only like two or three. He's in like a little bit in the beginning, and then he only has like two scenes after that. 
but you know he is in the film but he gives a really good performance our, it's really mainly just our two leads taylor russell and timothy chalamet them two kind of just like i said kind of going on a road trip and them two just together and figuring it out and kind of what it means their relationship and you know are they good people are they bad you know especially lee he's really fighting with that he's got a history where he doesn't talk about what happened to his dad and he's estranged from his family but he's also got a close relationship with his sister and he wants to be there and she wants him to come back to town but he's kind of just like on the run always coming and going and yeah he's dealing with a lot where he says a lot you know am i a good person am i not and he does one thing in the film where yeah he really isn't a good person and at the end of the day yeah when you're eating somebody it's really hard to justify you know that you're doing it because you know i guess you have to and that's what a lot of them say like he says that, especially timothy chalamet's character this is how we are we have to do this and our uh main lead uh taylor russell's char character she's really struggling with it you know because she's still kind of coming to terms with eating people i guess and being a cannibal and is there a right way to do it is there a wrong way um so yeah there's a lot going on here and like i mentioned i guess my main like negative i kind of already said when i said it was kind of a beast of a film it it does really drag it's kind of a slow burner and it goes on for a very long time especially towards the end i thought there was a couple different endings before it ended i thought you know at one point i was like oh, okay i think it's ending here and then no and then i was like oh i think it's ending here you know oh this is nice no <laughs> and it keeps going it keeps going and the way the scenes play out it really is kind of just like a scene and then it kind of just like fades to black and the music will stop almost like it is ending and then it'll just like restart you know with a different scene that's just kind of i guess like his style and the way this film is so yeah there's a lot of just like I guess that's just the way they get the movie like transitions into different scenes I guess I don't know that much about that but the way it's edited too is like you know something will happen and just kind of like fades to black you know when the scene ends and the music kind of stops and then we'll pick up again you know like a few seconds later so yeah you, it's not always like smooth I guess it's kind of just like you're in the day of you know watching I was gonna say day in the life but yeah you're kind of just seeing these different parts of this journey this road trip like I said instead of it yeah, I guess from beginning to end, you're kind of just like hopping in at different moments and what's going on, you know, when they're in the car or when they stop at a certain town. And um, there's one really creepy scene when they meet these other cannibals, you know, they're at like a park and they're by the lake. And it's actually, I didn't notice, it's Michael Stuhlbarn. I forgot how you say his name. He was in uh, Call, you, Call Me By Your Name. He's a pretty big actor. He plays like this hillbilly kind of cannibal and he's pretty creepy and it was a little bit of a scary there was some scary tension there and his boyfriend i think um he's not really a cannibal but he does it to kind of be with this character so i found them too interesting and like their conversations with our two main leads and that's where we get the whole bones and all when uh they say like the title of the movie because he's talking about you know have you guys actually done bones and all when you ate the, basically the entire person you know our main character two main characters basically just eat you know like the flesh and kind of just like dig in but there's characters i guess there's cannibals that eat the bones and all <laughs> as like i said quote of the movie or the title of the movie but uh, yeah so uh, i guess i'll kind of leave it there i kind of do want to talk about some different scenes but overall like i said i'm still kind of processing the movie 
Um, I do like, I don't want to keep saying, I think it's beautiful, but there are some, I think the romance is pretty touching and nice and some, I don't want, no, I don't want to say cute, but like just kind of heartfelt. I think they have good chemistry, Timothy Chalamet and, uh, Taylor Russell. I, th I think that's her name. So I apologize if it's not, but I know it's, I think it's close to that, but I think it's Taylor Russell, but they have really good chemistry, even though I thought the romance kind of happened quick. But I don't know, like, again, if that was the point of the movie is, like, be just because these two share, like, this interest and they have what they consider to be, like, part of them or maybe what's wrong with them. Should they be together, like, automatically? I don't know if that's, like, maybe that's what they were going for and how, you know, because it does, like I said, it comes really fast where they, they meet each other when our main character kind of runs away and is on the run. She sees him in the store, and I guess these cannibals can, like, smell each other, so they kind of know when one person is a, they call him eater. They don't ever say cannibal, I think, in the movie, but they'll say, like, oh, I know you're an eater. So it's, yeah, it happens where they can, like, smell each other, and um, Mark Ryland's character, he can smell somebody from, like, really far away, and that's how he connected with our main character. He smelled her, like, I don't know, like a mile or so away, and then found her, and then he kind of kept on following her that's where we'll get into like that i guess when we talk a little more spoilers but so yeah like i said i kind of even though the romance came on pretty fast but i still i still did enjoy it and i liked how you know at points i don't want to say if there's a happy ending or not we'll talk in spoilers but there's just times where you think you know it's going good and then you think it's not going good and they kind of go back and forth and I really did like the last shot of the film. I will leave it there <laughs> for my non-spoiler thoughts. I thought, you know, the way the film ended and then it kind of left off on this last shot, I thought was pretty beautiful and kind of tragic and sad as well. So, yeah, I think if I'm going to give, I guess, a rating, probably right now on Letterboxd, you know, out of five, I probably would just give it a 3.5 out of five. I'm kind of leaning possibly towards a four. I might go there. So I guess, you know, if you follow me on Letterboxd at KJ Steiner, you can see what my final score is. I may do it tomorrow, though, post after thinking about it, you know, for the rest of the day and maybe tomorrow. But, yeah, it's anywhere between a 3.5 and a 4. Um, yeah, I did. I enjoyed this film quite a bit. I don't see myself really, like, watching it again just because it's so long. But I'm here, like, I'm, for, I'm here to think about it. I'm all for that. I'm going to, you know, definitely check out some reviews and read about it and even see kind of what the director and writer you know their thoughts and what they were going for because like i said there's a lot going on here where if you know if i was to really sit and like write out everything i could probably talk for a while and really get into like the nitty-gritty and the metaphors and everything but yeah so i'll leave it there very yeah i did definitely enjoy it there's some good horror as well and I, yeah, one last thing too. It's really, it's just a unique film and that it does feel like you're kind of in this like dreamlike fairy tale almost, like fable. The story of these two lovers, these two cannibal uh, lovers and this relationship. It is, it almost seems like you're sitting, you're hearing this story, even though you're watching it, but it feels like you're hearing this story from, like it's like an urban legend of these two this couple and you know this road trip and what they went through and you know does cannibals exist you know like I was even thinking that actually during the film I was just kind of thinking I was like you know what if people are out there actually I'm sure I don't want to get into it but I'm sure people are 
you know, there are cannibals out there. Uh, but in this situation, this movie where it feels, you know, just like every an everyday person could be, you know, dealing with it. I was kind of thinking, I'm like, I wonder if that actually, or I was, I was putting myself in the shoes of a victim. And like, if someone actually was to just like attack me and try to like eat me, like, I'm just, I kind of put myself <laughs> in a victim's shoes. And I was thinking, and I was starting to think, I was like, I wonder if like that stuff actually does happen, but ugh, I'm kind of rambling. But like I said, I think it is cool. Like the way that aesthetic and the way the film shy and it, it does give this like dreamlike fable feeling where you're just like watching this like urban legend or the story that you know you heard about so i thought that was pretty cool and i'll leave it there so yeah definitely do check out the film and yeah, if you watched it let's talk a little bit of spoilers or if you just want to hear about it let's get into it so i'll start off with i'm not going to go through everything but definitely want to talk about the opening scene i thought the opening scene was pretty great well you know the first act or the first couple like five to ten minutes or so so when we meet our main character you know she's at school playing the piano and she gets invited to a sleepover a sleepover and you could tell right off the bat that you know she doesn't got a lot of friends she's i think she's also even like new to town she and this friend even says you know come over and she says no because her dad won't let her and she says well you do you want to make friends don't you so that scene when she goes over to the sleepover Oh my gosh, the tension there because her and this girl, they're laying like really close to each other. It's almost like like uh, they possibly could be like into each other, but definitely our main character, the way she's like sniffing her kind of and like smelling the air and you could tell that she's almost like turned on and they're painting each other's nails. All the girls, there's like a couple other girls there and they're painting each other's nails and the friend that she's laying next to she's getting her nails paint painted and when she you know shows our main character she puts it like in front of you know her face like oh do you like this color and she says like it's orange and our main character she just uh grabs her hand you know she looks at it and then she just puts it in her mouth and just starts chewing on her finger and it's so like um it happens i don't want to say quick but it's just so like matter of fact <laughs> and just happens and it's not like over like the music doesn't build up or anything it's just like them two are laying there on the ground she shows her, her hands like oh look at my nails and then she just grabs it and puts it in her mouth and starts chewing on you know crunching down and of course the girl starts screaming and you know she's like locked her mouth is like locked on the finger you know biting it off basically and when she does pull away you see the missing finger and you kind of even see the bone and flesh like pulling apart i thought that scene was great and i was like oh my gosh they were in for a treat here because like i said it happens like in the first like five to ten minutes and that kind of sets into motion with them her and her dad having to run away you know get you know move and it seems like this has happened before and eventually he just you know picks up and leaves and he says he's had enough of it and i liked how he leaves like this recording you know this like um cassette player with you know his thoughts and everything and you hear it throughout the film her listening to it here and there and he talks a little bit about you know how they how the first time was when she was left with a babysitter and when he came home she was basically she ate the babysitter's face when she was like three years old and then another like kid went missing when she was like eight when they when he let her go to like a summer camp and just like him talking and just the way it's like cut where you kind of get some flashbacks of them two together and their relationship. It's all pretty cool and well done. 
And but yeah, that opening I thought was so cool. <laughs> Once she meets like Timothy Chalamet's character, I thought, you know, like I said, the scene with them when they meet kind of like the hillbilly cannibal when they're at like the lake or like at the state park and he's talking about eating bones and all. I thought that was really creepy and when they kind of notice, you know, they're like, we got to get out of here. And it's like late at night and they try to like go quiet in the truck. I thought that scene was really cool. And when um, the, I'm going to keep calling him the hillbilly cannibal, when he notices and he starts chasing after the truck, the way it's shot and everything and like the mu the music and everything, I just thought it was really creepy too. And you almost think he's going to like catch them because they're trying to go real slow, like in the truck so they don't wake him, but he notices and yeah it's kind of like a jump scare almost the way he kind of comes at the truck and you think possibly you know this guy's up to no good if he catches them but they're able to get away <laughs> and then even before that that's when before she meets um lee timothy chalamet's character is when she's on the road and she meets uh solly who's mark uh, rylance's character and we could talk about him for an hour or so this guy's so creepy but the creepy thing about him is that he eats, you know, he's a cannibal, but every person he eats, he like takes their hair and he's got this extremely long braid with all these victims, their hair in it. It's so gross. And when he shows her, you know, he's like, oh, look, you know, this is my memento or whatever he keeps. And it's like this <laughs> like eight foot long braided hair. And it's so gross just to think that he does that. But he tries to play it off. You're also thinking, like I say, kind of feel bad for him, but then you're also... Like, is he okay? Because he can smell, he claims he can smell when someone's about to die. So that's how he eats people is he waits for them to die like naturally. And they go to a house where this older woman, you know, is on the ground. She's not dead yet, but she will die, but they don't save her. And again, you're kind of thinking, you know, they could just easily call the, uh, call an ambulance, but they waited out for her to die and then they eat her. <laughs> And then just them crunching on the bones and like the flesh and everything. That's like more of the sound design and everything of them eating is really gross. I would say more than like the visuals. But again, you're kind of thinking with him, um, Solly, you know, he does that because he says, you know, he needs to eat and it's something that's part of him. But I guess he does do it somewhat in an okay fashion. But again, it's still like a question mark. But and like I was saying, you kind of feel bad for his character because he latches on to our main character. And that's when I was saying, like, you really get, like, the themes of loneliness because this guy, he's older, probably in his 60s, has been a cannibal. And he's just, like, on his own, basically, just traveling around. And he's got nobody, basically, no family, no friends. And he's really just looking for someone. So when he connects with our main character... It's somewhat, you think, genuine, but it also is very creepy because then when she leaves him, you know, she gets on the bus and he's watching and then he just follows her. Basically, you see his van. You don't know it's his van till later, but you see a van here and there, like in the background, kind of following the truck that Lee and her are driving. And yeah, eventually he shows up, you know, and he's like, I followed you. And he even, you know, she's like, that's creepy and weird, but he's like, you know, I, we have a connection and and we just, I just want to, you know, be with somebody and, you know, talk and everything. And that's where I kind of felt for him a little bit. The movie kind of plays with your emotions. I don't know. I guess I, it plays with your emotions because at times you feel for him, but you're also creeped out by him. I just thought the performance was really well done where you're kind of like going back and forth with him. Uh, yeah. So there's, like I said, there's a lot more that happens in the film. I guess we could kind of just talk about also our main character, you know, she's looking for her mom. That's when she goes on the run is kind of looking for her mom. And 
Uh, she finds out that I think she's in like Minnesota or that's where her birth certificate. Um, I think her dad leaves her her birth certificate. So the mom, yeah, is like in Minnesota, something like that. And she goes and she finds uh, her grandma and we find out basically, you know, just through them talking, she wants to find out basically if she was a cannibal, if she was an eater, because she needs help, you know, how to live the rest of her life. They even say, how are they going to do this, you know, for the next like 60, 70 years, them, you know, killing somebody or just, you know, trying to survive. And we find out that her mom is basically like in a mental institute, you know, her grandma, who basically they adopted her because her parents left her at the fire station, probably because when she was a baby, she did something bad and I don't know, maybe possibly ate or try to eat somebody as a baby, but they, her biological parents left her. And then this lady who, yeah, raised her and she knew she was a cannibal and kept it hidden. But when she left and got married and had our, you know, our main character, she eventually left again. She left her and came back home and that's when she basically volunteered to put herself in a mental institute. So our main character goes and sees her. And this was a really creepy slash sad scene because you think possibly maybe there's going to be like somewhat of a happy reunion or maybe they can have a relationship. But when she goes and sees her, that first shot of her, she's like, you know, you go, they quickly or quietly, slowly go into her room with her and the nurse and she's like in the corner and when she's revealed she has no arms or at least it's like basically like amputated from like the elbow down and it's obviously hinted that she ate her whole her hands and her forearms on both her arms and yeah just that right there like it's so creepy and she left this letter she wrote and i think it's been there in her file for 15 years and um our main character reads it it's basically not yeah she you know her mom basically is like you know we're monsters you know the world will never love you uh basically you need to just kind of end it i think she kind of says and you know there's nothing for us and she's like you know when you the time comes that you show up here i know you will at some point i'll help you and then right at that end when she finishes the letter and she's like she reads the part where it says you know the mom says i'll help you she notices and she attacks her and tries to like bite her and probably eat her or kill her and finish her off but it's kind of just like a sad tragic scene you think possibly yeah this mother daughter might have somewhat of a reunion and maybe be able to talk it out she can give her some advice on how to be a cannibal but no it really like i said plays with your emotions and what you think's going to happen versus what you know what you think and then what actually does so eventually yeah once you know she goes off and she and her and lee break up because when lee ends up you know he killed this one young guy that he thought was like single but turns out he had a wife and a kid and you know even though there's no re good reason to kill somebody or even their situation they you know feel a ton of guilt for that and uh, yeah so like I said a lot does happen in this film and I guess quickly we'll talk about the end <laughs> when we think you know they finally do get back together and you think there's gonna be a happy ending because the, you know they kind of go like west on this road trip and they're like let's just drive until the truck gives out and then we'll you know live like normal people and get jobs and you kind of flash forward and they're like living like in this college town and they both have jobs and they're cooking and laughing and we see our main character you know reading going to the library going to the movies and living this like happy life basically these this couple 
and then Solly shows up and that was uh, unexpected when she goes home he you know attacks her and basically he just doesn't like the way they left things and how she basically you know told him no when he wanted to you know basically just kind of be her companion through life and it seems like he's gonna kill her but you know Lee Timothy Chalamet Timothy Chalamet's character, you know, comes from behind, attacks him. There's this huge fight in the process. You know, he's like suffocating him with a plastic bag. And in the process, Sully stabs Lee like in the chest. And then, you know, when they are on the ground fighting, our main character gets the knife and stabs uh, Sully. And then they drag him into the bathtub. And it's really just a bloody mess at this point. And again, very tragic and sad because then Lee, you know, he shows, you know, he starts to lose a lot of blood and we see that he's basically dying. He's going into shock and he's telling her, just eat me, eat me. <laughs> and, you know, I think she does <laughs> pretty much. And that's really the only way to get out of it because they can't call the cops because they have Solly's body in the tub. And yeah, there's really no way out of it except for her to eat bones and all basically eat both of them and that's the only way they're gonna <laughs> get out or at least she will get out of this mess and i also think it's revealed when she looks at his braid she sees his sister's hair there like i think she has like a bow or something so yeah that solly basically took vengeance and and yeah I would say vengeance. He took <laughs> somewhat revenge on them. I think he killed Lee's sister. I'm not for sure, but I think that when she's looking at the braid, she sees um, her his sister's hair in there, and he sees it as well. Yeah, so it's really just like a tragic ending. And the song that plays over it, it's almost, I forget the words exactly, but it's kind of like playing at home, or it was like close to happiness. I don't know the exact song title. But yeah, it's really just a tragic and we're kind of cutting back and forth and them and uh, living normal, but this bloody mess and her having to eat him and it's just <laughs> a mess. And like I said, the last shot is what I liked because it cuts back to them basically out west when they were on like their road trip and they're kind of just it's a beautiful shot of them you know, from a distance, kind of just like on like in, I don't know, in the middle of nowhere with like the mountains and like or hills like somewhere out like maybe in Arizona or something or Nevada I think that's where they are and nothing around them and it's them two and it looks like obviously it's like them two holding each other like posts you know fooling around or having sex because she's like topless and he's topless and they're kind of like holding each other she's like hugging him from behind and you know watching the sunset and it's really that's where the shot ends there and we cut to credits but it's a really tragic sad shot of like what could have been or you know this couple just really trying to live like a normal life and it just not working out for them and it never really would and it was just tragic from the beginning their lifestyle and how you know them being cannibals you know basically they were not going to have a happy ending so yeah it's really and like I kind of said in the, the non-spoiler side how this whole movie feels like a dream slash like you're watching this like urban legend of these two cannibal lovers and just that last shot of them, you know, basically, like I said, kind of like nude, holding each other for like, you know, them two to see each other, I guess, you know, whatever you can read into that, the nudity part of it. But like them two, I guess, being bare and like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to think right now, but them two, yeah, just like being, I don't, not free either, but just like them and all of them and 
them to holding each other and nothing else left of them basically i guess and them two like looking out in the sunset and i don't know i really liked it i thought it was kind of a sweet ending but also very sad as well because it also yeah while you know he's bleeding out and she's eating him you're cutting the shots of like their apartment clean and you know like i said like what could have been i think it's also like you see some of the after um shots of the apartment i think you see like the bear um bed without like um the cushions or without the sheets or anything because there was blood on it so i think yeah we're to find out that she probably yeah ate both of them cleaned up the mess and then had to move on with her life and then yeah that last shot like i said of them two holding each other <laughs> and just them to who they are you know and they're always you know questioning whether or not they're good or bad people but them to kind of see each other for who they are basically is what i'm going for but yeah i thought it was kind of a sweet ending something you know for you to it's a shot that leaves you thinking and kind of you know sticks in your mind so i think that's it <laughs> i'm kind of like i said processing all my thoughts and everything with the film but even as i'm talking about it a little bit more and thinking i'm like okay you know i'm starting to more look at the positives and everything so yeah i think it's a film to definitely think about and it's going to stick with me for a little while i'm going to think about it some more like i said watch some reviews read about it uh there's definitely more smart people out there that are more smart than me with you know film criticism and you know can dissect the film a little better so i definitely want to hear some more thoughts and everything but yeah if you stuck around to the end you know i hope you <laughs> enjoyed bones and all and yeah, at the end of the day, you know, it's a film that I appreciate too, because it's original, even though it's, you know, an adaptation of a book, but it's just something you don't see in the theaters. It's not a movie, you know, you see quite often and, you know, Luca puts some, you know, of his touches to it and it makes it kind of unique and original. So yeah, at the end of the day, I do appreciate it. <laughs> and I think I'm going to leave it there. So if you want to follow me on Letterboxd, please do at KJ Steiner. Like I said, this was kind of a new, um, I guess, segment slash a new way I was going to do this podcast. So, yeah, we'll see how if I do it again. But I kind of liked it. It was something a little bit different. And I may do it again in the future. But I hope to be back very soon with another review. I'm not sure what film it will be next. But, yeah, even though, like I said, I know the title of this podcast, you know, is Foreign Horror. You know, I kind of that's kind of loose right now, you know. This isn't technically a foreign film. This is a, even though the director's foreign, this is a U.S. film. So I think, you know, going forward, there is some uh, foreign, like, thrillers and dramas I'm kind of looking at. So it may not, especially, you know, it might not be horror-related, so, or always a horror film. And I've done that in the past, too. So, yeah, I'm kind of just going to go forward kind of what I want to watch and go from there. I don't want to just, like force myself to watch something you know if I don't really want to so okay that's enough I'm rambling on so I'm gonna leave it there hope you have a good rest of the week and yeah I'll check you guys out very soon bye-bye